This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is a proud member of the FanHub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with FanHub to put fans first. Search FanHub app to play your part in the journey. The Custer's Black Podcast, whatever that is. Hello and welcome back to Series 7, Episode 3 of the Custer's Black Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. For those who have listened to Episode 2 already, you'll know what is coming next. But for those of you that haven't, I'll be speaking to two more guests in Ben and Lee. Ben is returning, he's been on the podcast before and he's probably the most passionate fan I know, certainly for his age. Uh, since he's probably been old enough to go on his own and certainly have a beer, it's not really been too good for him to be honest with you, but hopefully that can now change. He actually stays with me for when we speak with Lee and uh, by the sounds of it, Lee's pretty much been there and done it all. And he also mentions the anger Italian Cup at one point, so he'll definitely come, be coming back on at one point so we can talk all things that. So, as I say before, thanks for listening. I uh, hope you enjoy it. Let us know your thoughts and see you later. So, Ben, thanks for joining us, mate. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on again. Um, That's all right. Yeah, most positive one for a while, I reckon. So, well, yeah, this one, I mean, <laughs> I mean, how, how have you uh, how have you coped since last Tuesday? I mean, to be fair, I mean, I think, I mean, you said it on Twitter. I think it just it took a while to sink in um, at first, and then I think I think it really did on Saturday. I think obviously the sun was out, big crowd, local game, brilliant performance. I think I think that's when it really hit. I think everyone obviously rallied together. Brilliant game, brilliant performance, brilliant day out. I, I still can't go over how good we are. Like, we battered them. No, no, it's mad. I mean, they barely had a sniff. Really impressed the new goalkeeper as well. Yeah. I was, he wasn't really sort of tested with shot stopping, but I thought coming up his line, thought he was excellent. And obviously, I mean, that's that's a key thing in this league, especially with the amount of sort of crosses and set pieces. Um, but yeah, he looked, he looked sharp. He was impressive. And I mean, Harry Carwell scores again week after week. Just inevitable, so, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, inevitable. So... <laughs> Oh, the uh, the new goalie sort of gave me like Steve Arnold vibes. Do you know what I mean? He was quite big, imposing, mm-hmm. claimed a lot. Yeah. Like, he just gave me that sort of vibe. Yeah, he reminded me actually a bit of Christian Walton. Um, so he was just a bit skinnier. Um, but I mean, yeah, definitely Steve as well coming off his line. Because I mean, Steve was always really good from um crosses and coming out, punching the ball, claiming the ball, commanding his area, which obviously, as I've already said, is something that you really need in this league. Yeah. 
100%. Well, I say, cheers for coming on, mate. Um, the way we're going to do this is we're asking, because obviously we can be here all day, so we're, <laughs> we're asking three sort of just random questions almost. The first one is going to be, so from that moment, then Ron said the clubs were sad, what was that, March? I believe something mid-March. Up until, should we say, well, probably the opposite game. What was your stance on, what was your, what was you doing? Was you a boycotter? Was you uh, doing your own little sort of boycott? What was you doing? Um, to be fair, I was always a goer, um, I think. And I respect everyone who did boycott and I completely understand why and I salute you. That's why. But um, yeah, I just I just couldn't sort of really imagine sort of like not going. Um, I'm just such a big part of my life and it's such a thing sort of like week in, week out. Um, it's a nice little escape every week and obviously see see friends and see family. Um, so yeah, I sort of just I couldn't imagine sort of not going. Um, and like, particularly near the end, I was thinking like, sort of, could you imagine if we did go under and we did get liquidated? And let's say you weren't at the last few games. I just don't think I could sort of ever really ever really sort of forgive myself for that. I think, and I just thought I wouldn't let Ron ruin sort of going to football. I mean, he did he did quite a few times, but um, yeah, I think overall, really, I think I just I just had to be there. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I won't repeat myself. I did mention this yesterday, but there was a moment when I drove past the ground when the game was on. I had it on the radio, and um, that was tough. I did sort of think, yeah, what am I, am I doing? What am I doing this for, really? I'm just sort of uh, spiting myself, really. But I did continue to boycott. Well, but I say that I didn't pay money. So if people gave me free yeah. ticket, like you, you sorted me a ticket for one game, so you, your friend didn't go. So that was appreciated. But. Um, yeah, it was it was tough, and I think most people we were boycotting when we spoke to them, they were struggling a bit. You know, some have been doing it for years, and then people probably used to it, but a lot of people only just started doing it in the last obviously, well, this season, and uh, it's tough, it's tough. Yeah, yeah, I think it is, especially when the team are doing so well. I mean, it would have been easy to boycott, for example, sort of the 1920 season when we were in League One and getting battered week in week out. But when you have a team that's sort of so connected to the fans and management staff and yeah, players, all the staff at the ground um, and obviously outside the ground. Everyone works so hard just to get a team out, to get games on. Um, obviously, it's, like, it's good to go. So we show their support and it must have been hard sort of staying away. Yeah, it's it's a strange one. It's, it's the most connected, I think, the fans have been with the club through, through in such troubled times. It's it's strange, you know, there's, there's, yeah, there, there was moments when we obviously won the playoffs in League 2 and, and we, had, we had a good team pushing for the playoffs then. and You never really felt that. It, it was connected, but you didn't feel almost like you... It's weird. You, I feel like I went, I know these players. And I don't. I've, I've, I don't I think I've met any. But I, I feel like I know these players. You know, it's it's such a strange bond. And uh, I think that has been, been, been made probably by the management at the start. Well, everyone really just saying, right, we've got to stick together here. Yeah, yeah, and I think obviously it's such a small squad. They all they are all fighting for each other, and I think unlike teams that we had in the past, even if you look back at that club team, it was a great team and there was some great characters. But there were some big egos in that team. I don't think there are any egos in this team at the moment. Everyone knows what it means to play for the badge and pull on the shirt week in week out, and I think obviously they they connect with our fans and they they understand. Um, and yeah, I think like I said, it's such a small squad. You know, you get used to each other. And they are all fighting for each other. I don't think we've ever seen a team work so hard and cover so much ground. And we just see more incredible when they can't train properly. And I mean, there's barely barely any of them. So yeah, it's just really impressive. And I think obviously they they appreciate the support as well. Yeah, definitely. It doesn't seem to be any egos in it. And I think um, they'll probably go down as as, as 
certainly cult figures in their own right. It's not, you know. Moving on from that, it's a bit of a tricky one. It's not that tricky, but so during that period of when Kimura pulled out and before this consortium came along and, and it sounded like it was going to happen, um, what did you genuinely think was going to happen? To be honest, I mean, I had no idea. I mean, pretty much from the moment Matt Slater published the um the article saying Kimura were um, obviously public, obviously named a consortium and named a company um, and named a consortium and obviously revealed some of these plans. I pretty much from a moment after that basically chose to believe next to nothing because I thought there's going to be so many rumours. Um, I mean, Shrimper's own is bad enough in the summer. Um, I mean, <laughs> could you imagine, I dread to think how many messages and threads and exchanges there were over Shrimper's own. Um, so to be honest, I just literally, I just chose not to really believe anything unless it came from um, not even sort of like a close source that like I might know, like unless it came from pretty much Chris and it was in black and white. I didn't really choose to believe anything, and it was it was worrying times because it was pretty much radio silence. I mean, until sort of from the period that obviously Kimura pulled out, or it all went really quiet, which I mentioned was probably around sort of July time until whenever we played Bromley, which would have been I don't know what early September time, maybe maybe late August. Um. Obviously, that was pretty much radio silence, and that was when you then start thinking, okay, right, we're probably in trouble here. Um, then obviously managed to get a Germans. I don't know how, but um, obviously managed to get a Germans. Then obviously getting closer and closer to D Day. Then somehow in the South End way, obviously did it did the very last minute. So yeah, it's um again without without repeating myself. I, there was two options for me. It was either liquidation or administration. They, that, the, the further it went, and like I say it was radio silence, I just couldn't see a way out of it. And even when these guys came along, um, I just thought it was too little too late. I thought, no, this, is, this isn't going to happen. And, um, fortunately, that it wasn't the case. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, I don't know what I would do without Southfield. I don't know what I would do. I mean, I like, I like doing a bit of ground. Hopping. I'm trying to do the 92, but you can only do that for so many games until that that wears off. So, you know, I, I, I don't even want to think what life would or could be like without the club. I think it's a pretty unimaginable thought, really. Um, I mean, when when we lost to York um, away and obviously went down to nine men, the players looked shattered and stuff like that. I reckon that's probably the lowest lowest I've felt. And that was when I did, I did genuinely then think, I thought, no, nah, this is it, we're done. Just because I think, obviously, the emotions on the day and everything. But, um, yeah, but I think it is, it is just an unimaginable thought. I don't think anyone can sort of, I mean... I would say nobody can compare, but obviously you've got the likes of Berry and um, teams like Darlington and stuff like that, who obviously rebuilt themselves with clubs, but I mean, they're still not the same. They still lost um, a massive profile and probably a, a chunk of their fan base. But yeah, it was just, it's probably, you got, you can't think about it because, I mean, it's what, 46 games in the season plus cup games and stuff like that. You think it's just, it's such a big part of everyone's life and, a lot of people use it as a release. I mean, a lot of people to use it to see friends and family and stuff like that. It's it's there. Like I've probably got like a couple of good friends for life just from going to South End, and I mean, I've got pictures up in my room and stuff like that. It's it's like it's, it is an unimaginable thought. You can't you can't think what it would be like. You can't think what you'd do. You think, can't think how you'd feel. Um, and I think similar to sort of like the takeover news or the agreement news, um, I think it would take probably quite a while to um, sink in really because it's obviously been a big part of many people's lives. I mean, 
mine pretty much since the um minute I was born. I think I was actually registered as the younger, youngest ever junior blue. Um <laughs> I don't know whether it's still the case, but um but yeah, so I've literally grown up supporting South End. Um and I've got a picture up here of me and a baby growth. Um in the baby was after the um it was after the God, it would have been after the um the playoff final in two thousand five. Um when we beat was it Lincoln two 0 Yeah. Lincoln two 0 yeah. So um it was after that and I would have been yeah, just just over no, not even one. Um and yeah, it's just just such a big part of your life. I don't think you can ever really sort of comprehend what we'd be like without it. Absolutely, mate, absolutely. Just just going back to what you said there about the dice, you felt that that's mine as well with York. You know, yeah. um the whole just the whole situation of what was going on at the time, obviously the game. I mean, we played well. So the game itself, yeah. like, in terms of performance, that was fine. Um, obviously, the ref, well, being a ref, um, completely killing the game. Uh, I'm not having a go at York here. That you know, they're, they're, they can only play what's in front of them. But when that third went in and seeing the reaction of their fans, you know, they were loving it. And then looking, I looked around at our sort of fans. I looked at the dugout, I looked at the pitch. And um, I, I actually could have cried. Didn't but I could have cried Ooh. because yeah. it was such. It just it everything sort of got on top of me at once. So yeah. I just looked around the situation. I was like, "Wow, yeah, this is a York or a club that have just been bought out, got a new owner. All right, they weren't doing great at the time, but you know, new ground, shit ground, you know. But yeah, everything, you know, everything. I was like, "Wow, this everything is, seems to be going again." It just went. It just went wrong yeah. that day. Um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, emotions they boiled over stuff, but. Yeah, and but then yeah, going back to what you said about friendships you made, you know, my probably my closest friendship right now is people I go football with. Yeah. Um, I've met some great people, funny enough, through the last probably twelve months through the whole sort of um, you know, the the, the protesting and the you know what can we do to to try and move them out as quickly as possible, you know, people from the trust, you know, some people from the protest group, you know. Would say um, every, everyone. I've made some really good friends as a result of it. So um, it's strange. It is strange that uh, every cloud. Now... Every cloud. Yeah, it, it's. Um, yeah. I was. I was talking to someone about this, and it's. I can't describe it. It's like we've we've tried so hard for this up to try every little thing we could do to get rid of him, and he's finally going, and it almost feels like a oh wow, what, what do we do next? <laughs> mm. So we we just go back to supporting the club now, but it, you know it's. Uh, it's a strange feeling. It's almost a bit empty in a weird yeah. way. Yeah, it's a, it is a weird one because I just said, well, never, never ever thought it would happen. Obviously, it did eventually, sort of towards the end, or more of a hope than probably a thinking it would happen. But um, yeah, I just think obviously he's, he's not gone yet. Um, which obviously it's still a slight concern, but you'd like to think that obviously the agreement's in place and he's surely not stupid enough to stay. Um. So and and I mean obviously when the consortium does come in, I don't think we're gonna have anything to do with the club apart from obviously sort of the um probably the faucets, obviously housing estate, which I imagine will probably have some sort of um some sort of clause or something to do with the club, but um obviously he, he won't be involved in the running or the funding of the club, which is the most important thing. Or making any decisions. Oh, yeah. I mean to be fair, I mean, if um, I mean, if I had him my way, um, I'd probably put Tom as chairman because I think I think as I mean, Tom probably made most of the decisions anyway. Um, 
I mean, obviously with Ron's sign off and actually there's probably quite a few decisions that Ron did make, but I don't think that's all for <laughs> a new a new a new chairman would um I don't think a new chairman would obviously act in this or I'd hope a new chairman wouldn't act in the same way as Ron. And I just think, I mean, is there too much point in a chairman instead of having a consortium and then just a CEO underneath them? I just don't know. I just I just truthfully don't really know sort of what the difference would be between sort of a CEO and then hypothetically, let's say, Justin as a chairman. But I guess obviously, hope, hopefully, I mean, we might find out their plans. I wouldn't be surprised when the keys are handed over to um hear sort of like a de- really detailed statement of their plans because I think they're probably quite keen on being as transparent um as possible as obviously we've had that missing as a fan base for years. So Yeah, that that moves us quite on nicely actually to uh, this one. It's quite an open ended one, but I mean where do you think the club you know, where do we go from here? You know, what what does the future hold? Well, I mean that's the thing, without obviously knowing um the plans of the consortium or like detailed plans of the consortium. Um Obviously, it's similar. Like it's fairly difficult to answer, but I mean, by all accounts, they're not sort of people that are gonna, um, can like throw millions and millions at the club. And I think they're all very well established businessmen who have a common interest in the club. Um, obviously, many Southend fans in the consortium. Um, and yeah, I just think it's it's obviously hard to tell at the moment. But I imagine, I mean, they obviously they've said that they want to get the embargo lifted as soon as possible. Um, and get the embargo lifted, let's say, in three weeks' time. When we're only eight points off the playoffs. It would be very <laughs> it would be very south end to do it, wouldn't it? But um I think I mean obviously we go from November the first, I mean we could get some like solid players in. Um obviously have a have a budget which would help because I mean realistically under Ron, we'd only been signing sort of we hadn't been signing anyone, but I mean he, he wasn't gonna sort of fork out a particular amount of cash for a player. But I think we could obviously get some good players in. I wouldn't be surprised again to see quite a number come through the door when the embargo is lifted in probably the week or so after that because I think Kevin Steele and the management team are probably going to be lining people up as soon as possible really. Um, and yeah, it would be it'll be interesting to see sort of what, how we cope with new bodies and how we adapt because um, obviously as a group that's been together for so long um, it'll be interesting to see how they adapt and I mean Obviously, playoffs is possible. I mean, I don't think anyone will be disappointed if we don't get in the playoffs. Um, again, similar to last season, I think we can do it. But obviously, it depends on sort of bodies and injuries and um, like fitness levels. Um, and and then with regards to sort of like moving forward as a club, um, again, I wouldn't be surprised to see immediate sort of renovations at Roots Hall, but sort of minor stuff like sort of like the toilets in the east. Clean, end, just cleaning like it. Yeah, yeah, just cleaning it, just just making it a more pleasant match day experience. I wouldn't be surprised to see that this season, and I feel obviously next season might see some sort of larger scale work. It depends on obviously planning permission and stuff like that. But I think the good thing about this consortium is they've probably got the council on side. So um, obviously any plans to sort of have going forward should be easier to get past that roadblock than Ron found in the past. Absolutely, absolutely. I think... It'd be interesting to see if we go in for players that we obviously wanted in the last, say, 12 months, but have gone on elsewhere. Mm. You know, it'd be interesting to see if we go back in for them. You know, they might be out of favour, one or two of them. Uh, I don't know how, for example, was it Paul McCannon, isn't it, at Eastleigh? Yeah. I don't know how he's getting on, but I, I know we were at he's East Hatch Hall. Um, oh, did he? Oh, well, there you the go. Before, all the weekend before, he's got, he's got a hatching recently, but yeah. Okay, I forget that one. But yeah. you know what I mean? There must, there must be a couple of players that have gone 
and it's just not worked out wherever they are. So it would be interesting to see if we go in for them players. Mm. Uh, final final one. Uh, if you could send a message, or if, if you, if Kevin, the management, the players are in front of you right now, what would you say? To I don't think I don't think we've got enough time for me to say what I really feel. But um, I think it would I think it would just be. Um, just a massive thank you for perseverance because I mean we all know I mean look at what happened with Casper obviously there was a breach of contract there which I assume probably was the case with a lot of other players and members of staff it would have been so easy for them to walk and on very solid um, grounds I don't think many people would have blamed them but they stuck here they persevered they worked under extreme extreme sort of like pressure um, and obviously restraints not being able to do what they want to do. Um, and yeah, I mean, the players, obviously, week in, week out, they always gave 100%, which is all we can ask for as fans. Um, the management team, again, they stuck with us and stay connected with the fan base. And even like match day staff, commercial staff, media staff, again, keeping the club as informed as possible and still working very hard behind the scenes to get money into the club, no matter how big or small, um, getting like sort of match days on. Um, even the stewards and obviously sort of like the people that work in the kitchen, club shop, ticketing services, they all played a massive part in the club surviving. So just as a thank you, I think that's it. Yeah, very well put, mate. I think it's um you you make a good point there on the power. You know, I, I actually can't remember what your stance it was, but mine was always, you know, that if he wants to leave and there's a breach of contracts, but nothing against that. But you mm. make a really good point there if everyone else stayed. And uh, I say that they they will go down as maybe even legends in their own right, maybe, and that and that does include staff. You know, the pattern will be a what if, you know, what if. You know, some people will hate him, some people won't care for him. I, I personally don't care either way. Um, but yeah, they've made a name for themselves in their own right. Uh, everyone behind the scenes, you said commercially, I don't know how we do it. I don't know no, how. They do neither, it. neither, because it's it's not like sort of bringing a player in when you think, oh, okay. So realistically, you probably will get paid. Obviously, they went a couple of months without being paid, but you probably will get paid. Obviously, eventually, you're the priority. Whereas, I mean, commercial deals and stuff like that, it's really like, can you imagine sponsoring sort of a club that's been in court, obviously, what, three, four times this year? There's numerous debts. And, yeah, I don't know how they do it, but again, that's testament to people like Reese and Riley and everyone else behind the scenes who work so hard to get deals over the line. Absolutely, 100%. 100%. But, um, yeah, thanks for joining us. But uh, you'll be staying and we'll move swiftly home. Yeah. yeah. No worries. Thanks, Ed. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Evening. Oh, oh, there, we go. there we go. How you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, all right, yeah, not too bad. You okay? Yeah, all good, thanks. All good. Cheers for joining good. us. That's all right, mate. My pleasure. 
I've always listened to the show and that, so I always see you about at games. Only happy to uh, come and chat some stuff for a bit. Making your uh, your custard splat debut as well, like a few others you've had on this evening. <laughs> custard splat debut, mate. Uh, I remember the kit. <laughs> that's, that's enough, Jesus. <laughs> oh, it's a classic, mate. Come on, it's a classic. Yeah, classic. It gets bandied about a lot, that word, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like it, yeah it's, in, it's in the similar um, bracket to the kit I'm wearing now. It's sort of, I, I like it for the wrong reasons. Honestly, I've been doing this since 982. That's probably the best kit ever. Yeah, it's, 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 it's right. It's up there it's with a high-tech high tech kit. So I've got one. I've got a 1990 shirt, but that's probably the best. I thought that Hummel kit. Amazing. Oh, it's a shame we uh shame we decided to uh to not play it. Yeah. It's a Mosley kit, isn't it? Oh man, painful. Painful. Ex chairman sounds good. He's not gone yet, but he's on his way out. So it's amazing. But I say, yeah, cheers for joining us, mate. We're um we're sort of trying to keep it a bit sort of brief almost. We're asking three or four questions that are a bit broad, but just for your, I guess, opinions and what, on what you was maybe doing at the time. So we're going to start and take you back to about mid-March of this year when obviously you yeah. announced the club's up for sale. Um, between that time and probably the Oxford game, what was what was your stance? Was you, was you going to games? Was you boycotting? Was you refusing yeah, to go um, to I know there was a lot of chat and it's one of them. I don't think it was a wrong answer. Nah. So I began since 982. Barely missed a home game in that time. 70 odd away grounds. I go with my dad. I go with my son. And now I go with my daughter. And I'll be damned if I was going to let someone like Rat Boy stop me doing that. Do you know what I mean? Because as sad as it sounds, we weren't for Southend. I don't think I'd spend that much time with my son or my dad. Do you know what I mean? My dad drives down from Ipswich for every game. No way I, I was going to let Rat Boy stop me doing that. And it, again, I respect anyone who could stay away or boycott or do whatever they wanted. But for me, no way I was going to let him stop me. I, I went I went in spite of him, really. Do you know what I mean? So the football's relevant. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're right. A lot, of, a lot of people said a similar thing. It's that it's it's what they do, but it's also that connection with friends and family. You know, it's, yeah. it's that's, that's what brought them to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's not just them. My best mate of 40-odd years and his son. And it, do you know what I mean? It's just, you know, the whole gang of us. So, yeah, I, I couldn't stop going. Um, but, yeah, when I announced the sale, it was just buzzing, wasn't it? You are like, well, that's a start. And, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, it bloody hell, it seemed a long time, didn't it? But, um, yeah, so that's how I felt about the, the, the boycotting type thing. How did you, did you feel... When when you was going to the games, did it did it did you feel different? And the reason I say that is because of what everything everything was going on on the pit or off the pitch. Sorry, did it kind of tarnish your experience or not really? Uh, yeah, massively because you know what it's been like. We we haven't functioned. We haven't been signing a left back. I've been able to talk about a centre midfielder. What's our what's our third best striker? None of that came into it. Have the players been played? Have we got enough players? When are we in court again? So it changes, you know, you listen to other supporters of other clubs talking, moaning about a right back. I'd love <laughs> it. 
I'd love it if that had been the case under Rob, but it's just been farcical. So, you know, I still bet, and don't bet, get me wrong, you know, sometimes it was just misery. I think it definitely, crowd. yeah. I think it definitely changed mine. I think it was, it was weird. Like, I mean, almost at the start of the season, I mean, past probably the Dagenham game, I think it was almost just sort of just a weird feeling. Um, I think because obviously I don't think anyone expected us to win 4 0 on the first game of the season against Oldham. So that was just pure shock. And obviously first game of the season, top of the league, it was brilliant. And the Dagenham game the week after, winning 2-0 away at Dagenham, didn't really get better than that, sold out away and top of the league. And then after that, I think it sort of just, obviously we lost Dorking, but I think it sort of just became numb because you sort of think, oh, we, we, we haven't played badly. It's not like the players haven't tried. You just, you just became sort of numb to it. And, you know, there was only sort of one person to blame. Yeah. Oh, there was a fragility to the squad and there still is. We're trying to scrape a team together for Saturday, aren't we? And that's the FA Cup. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a fragility to our squad still. Um, you know, I mean, the goalkeeper we had at Woking, what well, he turned up in the morning, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he rocked up Saturday morning to play, and it's like, what's it's still to, to this day? What's going on? So it's tricky. Yeah. Did well though. Did really well. I think. Yeah, Woking was good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You made you made a you made a point there about sort of feeling numb to it. And you're right. So uh, the wins felt great. I felt when when we won, it felt great. But when we lost, it just I didn't. I almost didn't care. I didn't care about the losses because I could I I couldn't care. There's more important things to worry about. You know, I'm, I'm watching. I was about to say 16 players. It's not even that. I'm watching 14 players, whatever it is. Um, give their all, and that's great. And sometimes they came up short. So if you lost, I didn't really give a toss. I was like, well, thanks for thanks for trying. <laughs> I think normally because yeah, go on, Lee. Sorry. No, no, please. After you, please. I think I think it's because normally you almost sort of like you look for someone to blame. You think, oh, it's, it's like the manager's fault, or it's the players' fault, or it's the referees' fault, and you realise like so, it's not their fault at all. It just comes down to one man. You just almost leave the ground thinking, oh, I'm not disappointed. We've lost. I'm more excited about sort of going out and having a beer with friends and stuff like that. Whereas in sort of like the back end of last season, you know, when we went on that really bad losing run. I mean, you're coming out of games, so I was sort of upset. And that was because, again, it wasn't because you're blaming anyone. It's just it was different. I mean, you sort of had some sort of hope for, obviously, well, oh, we win this game, we'll be back in the playoffs yeah. and stuff like that. But, I mean, just grateful that we're out of the relegation zone now and hopefully on the up. Yeah, it's it's almost perverse that for me, in all, you know, 40-odd years, this is, for me, it's one of the best groups of players in in my life just because of their dedication their commitment, the rubbish they've had to go through, and their effort, and you know, it's been phenomenal watching them boys try so hard, just trying as hard as I would if I was playing, do you know what I mean? So, that, yeah. it's been perverse that we've had that group of players in such woeful situation off the field. So, yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so, moving on to our next question, there, there was that period, obviously, when Kimura sort of officially pulled out um, and I guess just before, well, yeah, before the this new consortium were announced that they were getting together, so there was that period of uncertainty in between. Uh, what, what, what did you genuinely and honestly think was going to happen to the club? Uh, it's right, if I go, um, uh, this is going to sound terrible. I thought we were done for at one point. I really thought because normally you hear. We all know a few bods, don't we, at the club? And I've been drip-fed plenty of goss over this time. 
the penultimate court case where the judge said, oh, God, this is going to sound, I'm going to tell you, I don't care. I was brushing my teeth one night, looking through some pictures of going to football. I went, I was I had tears coming out of my face. I brushed my teeth, snot bubbles. I just thought it gone. I thought it was gone. And that's, South End is part of my very soul and my very being. So yeah. I've been worst often. And it was, uh, yeah, it was killing me, man. It was killing me. Yeah. yeah. It was just, the, you say, it was the uncertainty. It was almost, if you had, wait, I, I was at the case of, uh, well, I was at the point, so when I say, I was talking to friends about it and they were saying, I just want to know what's happening now. Even if it is bad news, just get it over and done yeah. with. Yeah. Put a bullet in it. I don't care. Yeah. No, it was literally that. It was like, just tell us now because there's no, there was no point in almost delaying the inevitable at the time. And that's what it felt like. It felt like it was delaying the inevitable. But obviously we got away from it. But, you know, you, you talking about there, you had, you had tears, you know, I, was, I was talking to Ben just before this saying, without repeating myself too much, at that York game, I, I, I could have cried. I didn't, but I could have cried. It was just, Watching it day, really it? crumble. That was a day. That was a day. Because the players looked upset. That was the thing that got you. Mm. Players were, they were in bits. And it was like... Everyone looked broken. They, everyone just looked broken. And I think the thing that summed it up was, I mean, normally 3-0 down, long way home, you'd expect almost half the crowd to empty out. I reckon probably 90, 95% of the people were still there, still singing, still showing their support. Um, for the players because I mean as fans we get it and I think the players do as well it's almost like we're one big family me and Ian were saying how connected the fan base is with the players and vice versa Um, I think they, they just get it and obviously now I think they've probably got as much of a boost as we have Is there anyone you've you said you've been going for about 40 odd years is there and you mentioned these being probably one of your favourite teams is there is there ever been another team that's come close to showing this sort of dedication. I mean, obviously players are dedicated, but you know, this this they do they do seem like a special bunch. Well, yeah, it's, it's tough, isn't it? You think of the past, you always think of the promotion teams, players, individuals, Adam Barrett, people like that, David Cra you know, I go back. But but if I'm brutally honest, I still think given the circumstances at least a lot of had, mm. I think most of them would have just jogged on. If any any of these current team have down tools and gone in the last year and a half, no one could have blamed them. But they didn't. And to me, I'll put them, I'll put them up there with any legend you want. I'll put any of them. Cav, Cardwell, whoever, Oli the rubbish they've been through. That's their job. And they're not getting paid big money, are they? You know, it's, it's National League money. So for me, they go tip top just for I've never known it I've never known it like this and like I said I've seen seen it all but yeah I've got to put these boys at the top and it, not that they're the best we've had better players than Cav Miley we've had better players than you know Cardwell we've had much better players but wow just this bond I can't it's hard to describe it's a bit soppy but it's good mm. <laughs> no, right. it's, it's, right. it's spot on because I mean if you think back to what was it 2009-2010 seeing we got relegated from League 1 we had all those issues and the following season everyone championship one ran off and we started pre-season with what was it four or five players Something yeah like God, Barrack season God, yeah Grant was pretty much one of the only ones who stuck around even yeah. not the only one could be wrong um, but I mean yeah and obviously circumstances are similar-ish and yeah I mean 
look at the amount of people that are stuck around. Obviously, Casper's the only one that's gone, and I don't think anyone can blame him. Um, Can't blame obviously, him. Others, others already stand fight, but I mean, he's doing well. He's obviously at Barnsley. He's got himself a good mood. Um, obviously, always getting paid on time, which is a bonus. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think this yeah, this squad is def- probably up there with the most. Uh, no, not even up there. This is the most dedicated squad I've ever seen. I mean, I've only been watching thirteen years, but still, I mean, that's in that in that time. I mean, the only that's ones really- that would come close would be probably the team that most at Wembley against Wickham. But that's just because they all just they just dug in. Um, but like they're you said, a lot of those, yeah, they were quality but I think like you said I think I don't know whether how many of those players would have persevered with what's gone what's gone on the last two years or so Ryan Leonard would have put up with it Ryan Leonard would have just gone he would have just walked out and I don't blame him you know what I'm saying it's just like that and yet somehow I don't know why they must be mad if you didn't pay me I'd leave my job in a heartbeat so yeah it's one of them isn't it yeah definitely so, obviously, that Oxford, Oxford home game, the news broke sort of, you know, midday, or no, four o'clock that day, wherever it was. Um, I'm not going to ask you how you felt because it's kind of an obvious, we know how we all felt. It was relief. It was just that, thank God he's going or whatnot, you know. Still, there's still that tiny element of doubt, maybe, because it's not 100%, but, you know, let's remain positive. Um, I'm going to kind of jump the gun a bit then and say, you know, what, what does the future hold for you? You know, sort of short, long, and medium term? Um, just some stability, normalcy, moaning about a midfielder, moaning about how <laughs> oh, shit the right back it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't ask for much. Um, you know, signing some players, giving Kev some tools, because it's. I think it's scary. I think we're going to get in the playoffs. I've got no doubt about it. I watch us week in, week out, and I think put four or five players to rotate, tactically change things. I don't. I've got no worries. We're eight points off the playoffs. If we're not in the playoffs, I'll eat me out. I'm telling you, I've got no worries on that front. Just stability, and like I say, just a normalcy. Talk about a player now and again. I love that optimism. I absolutely love that. You know, you're not the only one to say that playoffs wrong. You know, Ben, you saw Winter, didn't you? Saying, "Well, it's mm. there. Why not?" Um, yeah, I, 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 I agree as well. Why, why not? If, if, like, as you're bang on. You sign five players that I'm going to assume are going to be top quality for this level, or at least quality of this level. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've put, we've probably only got about two signings wrong in the last what two years. I mean, we couldn't sign them for a year. But you get my point. Look who they bought in. Just been, I, I, I don't know. I always feel a bit. I don't know. I don't know if, I'm, if it's anger or something. I think all these muggy little clubs. I'm standing here, woke. <laughs> I'm standing opposite a shed, and they've got like 300. I'm like, no. Oh, I'm telling you. <laughs> HMS piss the league in it. We're off, mate. I'm telling you. <laughs> what about what about Root Saul then? What yeah? What are, you, what are your thoughts on standing at Root? I mean, it's everyone's dreaming it really to stay. But what are your thoughts on what's going to happen up with that? It, as, yeah, of course. Look, that's my, that's my, literally my second home. Like literally, uh, my first love was Roots Do you know what I mean? When I was five years old. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to see it get tarted up a bit. You never know, do you? Because you don't know the plans. I've in my mind, I've redeveloped Roots a million times. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, not, 
I've locked that east stand down so many times, it's dust. Do you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I think we've got room around there to build. You don't know what the budget is, do you? I'd yeah. want to go mad. I'd take the roof off the west because, you know, I sit in the west and it's like, you can't, the view is awful. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I'm going to Spurs on Sunday for the NFL and it's just phenomenal. Um, mm. yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm glad um... to stay at Rootsall. I'm glad to stay at Rootsall. Because it's just home in it, really. Yeah, absolutely. And Lee, um, would you like to see home fans in the North Bank? Back in the North Bank. You see, that's that was my manner in North Bank. Bloody yeah. hell! Like, you know, when that was terracing. Uh, so I spent years of my life on that North Bank. Um, it's weird. It depends. I've gone back when it's sitting. It's just never the same, is it? Being on the North Bank in the year 2002 was not the same as being on the North Bank in 1987. just wasn't. So it's a tricky one. It's your spiritual home, I suppose. It's, a way, it's where you put the away fans, isn't it? Because that Fairfax entrance is handy. Uh, but yeah, I'd give it a go. Also, yeah, I'd give it a go. I'm, I'm yeah, sure you can put all, all 50 of the average attendance away fans <laughs> in one little block. And that's the thing, isn't it? When everyone else is bringing 50 supporters, I mean, put them in a box in the East. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I it's like... Yeah, it, it's, it, I, I don't mean to disrespect teams like because you know, I, I go to a lot of non-league grounds or proper lower league grounds, and I, I love it, I really do, but it's, of course, of course. it is disheartening when we've gone from playing, all in probably the space of, what, three years? Well, more now, but Sunderland... Leeds and oh, God, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. And, I know. Yeah, and they make people will moan and say, Oh, yeah, they have this, that, now, but they make it makes for good atmospheres and it makes for a good game. Absolutely. We don't get that. Yeah, look, when Oldham came down, I bought 600, it was brilliant. Yeah. You know, that's all you want in it. It's what you want. Yeah, 100%. Um, one final one. If, um, if you was in front of Kev and the management and the players right now, and the whole, the whole, the whole club, really. Um, what would you say to him? Just a genuine. I, I'm very lucky. Uh, we sponsored players last season, so I've done sponsors the evening with. All I ever said to any of them was just thank you, just thanks for literally holding it all together somehow, literally plodding on through this absolute garbage from Ron. Uh, it is just literally thank you, just for. Seeming to care as much as we do, and as a football supporter, I think that's all you ever ask for, isn't it? Does does do that lot care as much as I do? I think we're very lucky that the answer is yes. That's it. It would just be a thank you. Yeah. Very well. I put. think you're you're bang on, really. There's a lot. There's a lot of people who work at that club that support it, and I think especially when you well, you've got Tom, obviously CEO, and then when you've got someone like a legend like Kev, who's then sort of running the team. You know, he's the figure of the of the of the 11, whatever you want to call it, you know, that, that really does, you know, transpire. Absolutely. I'll oh, stick a tap, stick some statues up, mate, as far as I'm concerned. You know what I mean? Bit of Kev, bit of Tom. Without Tom, there'd be no club. Without Tom Lawrence, there is no South End United. It's as simple as this. Simple as that. And that needs to be recognised big time. It might not, it's just for me, but, mm. you know, the things Tom is done, it's pretty that money in for crying out loud. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, 100%, mate. Bang on, bang on. Well, thanks for joining us here, mate. As so we're keeping it short, we just wanted to get a couple of fans' opinions on, on the way. Of, you know, the, My pleasure. My the, absolute pleasure. The, Thank the, you. Thanks the, for letting me chat. No, that's right. Great. So we'll have, we'll have to get you back on for a um, 
a proper a proper feature where we uh, actually talk about the football rather than all the other shit that yeah. goes on behind it. I could bore you about the eighties. Go on, yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, I'm all for it. All for it. Have you got Have you got stories about? Did you ever go to the uh, Anglo Italian Cup games or? Of course, God, yeah, 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 yeah. I spoke to Stan Collymore about it once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, God, yeah. He scores and he's up on the fence. There's a great photo that was on social media. I'm sort I, I couldn't get up on the fence. Other people read it, but I was groping his knee. Oh, no, that's weird. <laughs> My clients are fine. I grope Stan Collymore's knee. That's it. There you go. <laughs> we'll, have to, um, we'll have to get you going for them stories, and I'm sure there's plenty of stories from them sort of times. Oh, I mean, anyway, any, any time, yeah. But, uh, and real good stuff with the podcast as well. Custer's no, it, it Brilliant. Yeah, cheers, mate. We're just happy to get it back going and uh, say now we can yeah. just talk football. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, as I say, we can talk about a signing, maybe someone not being that good or uh, something. Yeah, that's we can slag Cano off in a month's time. We'll say, what was he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Anyway, mate. Lovely. Oh, Cheers. Good night. Thank you. See you later. Thanks, Lou. Thanks, Lou. Thanks, Thanks All right. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.